Hey, Cheesemosas. I'm Igby. I'm Stephanie. And we are the, the Cheeseman Queens. Queens. Oh, no. no, that one did it. I think that one was no, it. No, it did not. <laughs> yes, it was. That was it. We did you it. You were way after me. <laughs> no, no, no. You'll see. You'll see. That was it. We got it. I don't, I'll believe <laughs> don't, it when I hear it. Don't shake your head. We got it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Welcome. We are the Cheesemate Queens, and we have been recapping Married at First Sight, season 13, for 19 whole episodes. This is episode 19, Reunion Part 2. But first, Igby, do you have any Cheesemate? Do you? Do I? I only have a kind of surface level Cheesemate in that. So everybody's social media accounts are open. Uh, do you want me to go to each one? You want the numbers or you just want the big hitter? Oh, no, hit me with the numbers. We'll see where they all stack up. See who okay, everybody okay. loves and hates. All right. Well, number one hated. Um, just kidding. Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> Michaela has 16.4 thousand followers. Okay. Her counterpart, Zach, has 26.3 followers. I was trying to see if there was any pictures of Jerron, but there wasn't. I know. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was looking too at some of their um, posts and content and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Just to, you know, see what's been going on in the past. I didn't think, it I doesn't, didn't know Michaela was so well-traveled. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, but it definitely looked like people cleaned it up a lot. Oh, for during. sure. Yeah. It's like in the last <laughs> 10 years, you only have. 12 posts who you think you exactly. are exactly <laughs> i have my one annual instagram post <laughs> yeah <laughs> jose has 13.5 followers for some reason some people find him interesting i guess not me nope. his uh wife or ex-wife i don't know uh rachel has 23.1 johnny lamb 14.5 his is just a bunch of food I'm, I kind of like it. I don't like Johnny at all, but I do like pictures of food. You're here for the content. I am. Brett is private. She ain't opening her stuff up to no one. Smartest person in the cast. <laughs> she don't want to hear it. None of your business. She don't want nothing to do with y'all. <laughs> nothing to do with y'all at all. Uh, she has 304, 343 followers. Ryan, 13.9 followers his is exactly how you would think wow for bow 25.6 followers mirla 29.4 that's the most of the ladies but the king hitter gil gil measy 63.3 thousand that's wild that's a lot that is he a ain't lot. he'll be all right <laughs> yeah he'll be okay i ain't worried about gil Nope. Get your brand up. Get them brand deals. Use that audience. For real. I think if anybody can parlay this into something substantial, it's him. He has a, a good personality. Again, I you know, I didn't really like how he made fun of Mirla the entire time or told their business or anything like that. But personality-wise, he seems like a, a positive, fun kind of guy. And I think he can really make something happen for himself. I think he's the only one who's not going to sell like poop tea. Um, yeah, for sure. Like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mirla will be like 
that type of influencer. She already kind of, I feel like she kind of was already with like fitness enthusiast and travel and all that kind of stuff. So she's kind of already got that demographic. So it's mm-hmm. just going to be perfect punch in. Well, before this, um, she only had like 400 followers. Really? Yeah, that's it. Because I, I, rem- I wanted to look, I wanted to see the big jump. Mm. And it was a, that's a substantial jump for her. Yeah. Well, for so, everybody. For Except everybody. Brett. Yeah. Except Brett. Brett, don't mind your business. <laughs> Do you think it's because she's a teacher? Maybe part of it? I think well, so. I mean, but also, I don't think she enjoyed people all up in her business. Yeah. Well, she shouldn't have been on TV, but. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she enjoyed um, that people found out about her. I don't know, would you call it an affair? I mean, they are technically married, even though they haven't been intimate, but I don't think she liked that. I don't think, yeah, I think she just didn't want to hear the comments. Yeah. All of the above. And she's a teacher. She want to keep it professional. She want her kids following her. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. But Rachel's a teacher too, no? Yeah. She don't care. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. Um, I know... And two with Mirla, it's a lot of hate follows. Oh yeah, because people like have been coming for her pretty hard, and she's mm-hmm. but she's you know holding her own. She's not being disrespectful to anybody. She is clapping back, but yeah, <laughs> I mean she's doing it the way it should be done, I guess. If you're gonna do it, yeah, yeah. So, I, don't I get people who have that kind of time. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna go seek her out, find a post, and just trash her. <laughs> I'm just going to trash her on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, if you're listening, I know you're not. Well, you never know. That's like they were saying in this episode, how they're all on Reddit and trolling and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff for fun, Ryan. <laughs> Strange. Still hasn't taken my recommendation for eye cream, though. Tell Work on to, it, Ryan. You have to send it to him. <laughs> I ain't sending him shit. He makes good money. He can buy his own damn eye cream. But he needs, like, the good stuff. Get up the old Sephora, Ulta. Someone help him out. A potato somewhere. Somebody get it. Goodness. <laughs> but that's all I got. That's all I was... Oh, man. It was a crazy week this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. I know. Oh, lifetime do you think we have four hours to watch this damn show during a holiday week no i didn't watch. i didn't watch where are they now yet oh but just fyi we're gonna cover where are they now next week so you'll still have an episode next week right but yeah it was too much too too much Mm -hmm. but happy thanksgiving everyone hope you didn't burn your turkey watching this dumpster fire (laughs) (laughs) because i know i was like uh trying to multitask and try to pay attention and try to take notes. I'm like, this is too many things at one time. Never mind. Watch it again later. Um, but since we were talking about Instagram, I took a little bit of a deeper dive into mm-hmm. everybody's little profiles. So there was an interesting post that Miss Michaela had in regards to Bao. Uh, there's a picture of her and Gil together and part of her caption says that a lot has happened this year thanks for being a solid skillet biscuit gill don't know what that's supposed to mean but okay (laughs) i mean it's good is it good and flaky i don't know (laughs) good and buttery what does this mean 
It's Michaela, who knows? <laughs> but she goes on in the post to say that he's truly become someone that she can give her house key and her garage code to. In parentheses, it says, long story short, I have 5,000 locks on my house. And she says, yes, Gil stayed on my neck throughout the process because good people just want to see other good people be better and improve upon their shortcomings. Healed people heal people. Okay. (laughs) And she also wants all of you to stop asking her to help you shoot your shot. She says his, you know, IG is at Gilmeasy, shoot your own shot. And this includes her friends. And then she had to come back and edit the post again because I guess people were asking if there was something, you know, more between, between the two of them. Uh-huh. And she says, uh-uh, some of us have too much respect for the process and the work the experts put in to try to date someone within the very unique little married at first sight universe, especially after seeing people plan their future together in real time. Some cast members do not share the same sentiment, but some of us have moral code when it comes to dating. Let's normalize healthy male-female platonic relationships. Bow and uh, Zach, we're looking at y'all. She says (laughs) she's above all that. She has more dignity and tact and morals, unlike some people. I still don't know about this chick. Like, Zach seems like a liar, but she seems like a liar, too. They're right. liars. Yes. I don't know who to believe. <laughs> yeah, they're both, because they're just playing off each other. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I don't know who who to even believe, because both yeah. sides of the story sound fishy. They do, right? Oh, my gosh. We'll get there. We'll get there. So has she given Gil her keys and garage code why well he had nowhere to go i'm sure he had somewhere to go that's not michaela's house i think she just means that she trusts him and that they've really formed like a real bond or real friendship friendship. yeah Mm, i'm surprised because she um she seems like someone who holds a grudge um and uh, to put it plainly (laughs) and i feel like gil was really um like he came at her a few times and called her out a few times and she gave him stank eye a lot yeah. So, but I, but I guess but, she addresses that, that. You know, you can't say he lying. Yeah. Yeah. He was just asking for clarification. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I don't think uh, so. So people are always saying um, that you know, just trying to rematch people for mm-hmm. something that would make it work. I, I hear Gil and Michaela a lot to be matched. Um, if they were matched, maybe it would have worked. I don't see that. Do you? No. Yeah. She doesn't need to be married or in a relationship, period. Mm -mm. Yeah, she needs some hardcore therapy, which she is getting, which that's nice. That's what she says anyway. Yeah. I was reading the comments on that post and she's like that she got diagnosed with. Oh, man, I should have wrote it down. It was ADHD, anxiety and something else. It was like three things because there was a bunch of people who were supporters who were like, I saw myself in you. Like, it's a real problem. Yeah. Uh, but again, experts, these I'm putting them in air quotes, these experts should have seen that these problems existed and she was nowhere near ready for a relationship. And I think Pastor Cal doubles down during this episode. He's like, oh, she was ready, but not for the process. So she wasn't ready, Pastor Cal. God. The process was a lot for her. Whatever. They're crack. They're, what do they call quacks? Let's go call them crackers. (laughs) Quacks. (laughs) 
They're quackers. <laughs> yeah, they, All right, what they I don't know about these experts. Uh, let's see what else we saw on the gram. Like we said before, it's the week of Thanksgiving. So we see that Johnny, Mirla, and Rachel spent Thanksgiving together. They had a Friendsgiving. So he posted some pictures and videos online. It looks like they had the H-E-B Meal Simple Special. <laughs> Mirla actually cooked it. Well, I saw her with the raw turkey and with the turkey when it was done. So I'm assuming she cooked it. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we did not see Jose present. Rachel has not mentioned him mm-hmm. at all on her Instagram. So I'm thinking he's kind of out of the picture. They, I don't think they've made it. Yeah, we called it when he when they weren't at the game together. Remember the Astros game? You wouldn't mm-hmm. miss a big-ass game like that without your significant other, in my opinion, if you're both enthusiasts. So RIP to them. Well, going back back to that picture, remember the brotherhood and who was missing? Johnny. Mm-hmm. Now it makes sense because Johnny was acting a fool in this and probably none of the guys wanted to hang out with him. Yeah, I think he's definitely in better with the girls than mm-hmm. the guys. Yeah. But yeah, we also saw that Rachel and Brett spent some time together too over this holiday. So they're still homies, which is good for them. Yeah, because we thought none of them would be friends. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> yeah. And I still think there's kind of like clicks, I guess. Yeah. But. Yeah, because you don't see Bao in any of these pictures. <laughs> yeah, unless it's like a whole group thing, then yeah. yeah. Bao and Michaela are not in this these cliques here. No. Uh, Zach got a new dog. It's a doodle of some sort named Dior. Okay. But it seems, it doesn't seem like a, pu- well, I don't know how big doodle puppies are. It seems big oh, to I me. Oh, no Like she's a little bit older. He or she, is that a unisex name? Dior. I would think so, but I have no idea. Mm. She's cute. It's cute. Uh, we also find out that Rachel has a dog that was not featured on the show because he was bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I already have to deal with Jose. I can't be dealing with the damn dog, too, on top of that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Could this be the reason? Jose was pitching a fit about his house because this dog was oh. there tearing up his shit. <laughs> I could see it. Tinfoil hat. That's the that was the deal breaker. The dang dog. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. Cause yeah, in one of the Instagram stories, it shows uh, her dog and Mirla's dog. Spoiler alert: Mirla has a dog. We see her get the dog in the. Where are they now? Oh yeah, people were really upset about that too. I saw that because she got it at the pet pets. What is it called? Pets land. Pets land. Yeah. So it's absolutely one hundred percent a puppy mill dog, which is not cool. But would you expect Mirla to get a used dog? No. Or one off the <laughs> what is it called? What's that? Uh, Craigslist. <laughs> no, of I don't. Or she needs the designer a dog in the parking lot. <laughs> No, she needs the purebred, top-of-the-line designer hybrid dog, of course. Mm. But yeah, they show in the Instagram story the two dogs together and like Rachel's dog is bullying. Uh-huh. <laughs> but they're like two, both two little small dogs. I think her dog is a Yorkie. And mm. so they're just like yipping at each other. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, they don't get along. Uh, oh, also, uh, I know we've talked about a couple from season 11, Amelia and Bennett. 
Uh, there'd been rumors for a while now, since this show's been on at least, so that's since the summer that they've broken up, and it surfaced online this week that they did actually file for divorce on October 14th, so they are no longer together. There hasn't really been any reason mm-hmm. that's come out yet, but it seems like they are still like on amicable terms, so. Hmm. I was going to say, you said they were very similar. Maybe it just kind of turned into a friendship or a roommate situation. Maybe. And I don't know how happy Bennett was having to leave New Orleans to go move to Virginia, wherever she was um, doing her residency. Mm -hmm. But apparently he's back in New Orleans and is putting on some kind of, I guess, like a play or some kind of production that's kind of centered around marriage and I've been, I've read some things on Reddit about it and it sounds really strange which is not surprising because Bennett is a strange <laughs> person um but I don't I, I don't think anybody said that they've seen it yet but he's peddling it around so we'll see hmm. if something comes of that but RIP to them a couple as long as they're both happy oh well the only other thing is I have some details about the next season season 14 that starts in like three weeks mm-hmm. practically So there's going to be the matchmaking special is going to come on December 29th, and that's with the experts. And then the next day on December 30th, which is a Thursday, that's going to be the kickoff special with Kevin. And those panel of magazine people. Right. So if you're bored, New Year's. (laughs) You can catch up on your Married at First Sight. Mm, I'll pass. Yeah. I might watch the matchmaking special because sometimes we get details there that are not in the um, first episode. Mm. Yeah, and stuff that we can call back to. Yeah. Yeah, but there's going to be five couples again next season. So we have Alyssa, who's 30, with Chris, who's 35. Jasmina, who's 29, with Michael, who's 28. Katina, who's 29, and Olajuwon, also 29 as well. Then we have Lindsay, 34, Mark, who's 37, and then Noi, who's 33, and Steven, who's 38. So we've got some youngins and some seniors. Seniors! (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think. I'm offended. highly offended <laughs> well i'm you older than you so what does that say about me i, I, I was just gonna say you all too <laughs> i'm not as old as them <laughs> that's true that's true yeah i don't i wouldn't call them seniors but <laughs> they are older so we'll see how that all works out mm-hmm. i'm excited i'm excited for a new season get this trash off this i hope they do better than zero for five <laughs> hmm. Right. This will be a really big turning point because a big core of the audience has complained about how people are not together. Like everybody here was extremely mismatched. Like if you go down to their core values, right? You know, even though we hate Johnny and Mirla, if they were together, they might have made it because their core values are the same. Uh, uh, Gil and Brett core values are the same jose and rachel you know no no no. but i just i feel like they they did it on purpose and it's it's really a disservice to the people who genuinely came on for a connection like gil right i know a lot of people yeah have complained about 
Um, as far as the experts go, their involvement now, it seems like a lot more is being done by production in regards mm-hmm. to matching these people. Um, also, I know part of the reason is COVID, but these last few seasons, there's been way less interaction with the experts. I mean, even if mm-hmm. they did something virtually, at least, if these people mm-hmm. are supposed to be counselors, why aren't they counseling meeting with these people, <laughs> counseling yeah. them? Because they obviously need it. <laughs> Instead, yes. they're sending these dumbass Jenga games and shit. Like, no, they need, like, actual <laughs> therapy. <laughs> yeah. Not, let's play nurse and patient. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, last season with Chris, they probably saw a huge rise in ratings. Absolutely. Let's do that again. I mean, I'm guilty of it. You told me all about it. And I was like, oh, I need to watch this train wreck. But now listening to everybody else, I was like, yeah, it's not fun when no one gets matched. There is no love story here. That's not fun either. It's entertaining to watch people be crazy. But it's also entertaining to actually see if this works. And it didn't. So at all. So this next season, I think, is a major turning point. We'll see if they can actually get it right. I don't know. Let's see if they listen to their audience. I'm not sure. Not sure if they will. Yeah. And it might be too soon because, I mean, they're still apparently they might still be filming this next season. Like now. No, that can't be right. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's been too. It would have been too long. But they're turning these out so quick that. It still might have been too early for them to realize that people are unhappy. So we might not see it for a couple seasons down the line for them to switch up the format. Maybe so. I don't know. Because if this ended in August, right? Is that what we're saying? Mm-hmm. 13 ended in August. They they saw in August that this didn't work. You know what I mean? They saw in August this wasn't going to work. <laughs> so hopefully they saw, you know, put a little more effort into this round. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see in January. On yes. January 5th is the first episode. Three hours long. Jesus. Get ready. All right. Well, let's jump into this. Let's finish this this season up. Uh, let's pick up where we left off. Last episode, we had the dramatic interaction with Zach and Michaela. Michaela came on stage. Zach left the stage or was going to leave. So, but it started, uh, this episode starts, it kind of just rewound a little bit. So Kevin asks Zach if he was intimate with Michaela, and he says, hell no. And Michaela is, says he's lying. Kevin wants to bring her out, and Zach's like, nope, I'm done. This is what she wanted, and this is what she got. He says that repeatedly throughout the, his little segment. He says that Michaela, if she really wanted to, if she really wants to talk, then she can call him, unblock him, and they can talk about it off camera. And this is when Michaela walks in and Zach immediately is like, nope. And he walks off that she had her alone time. And now he gets his alone time and he's not even going to entertain this. So you can hear him. He's like in the back and the doors are closed, but his mic's on and the producers are trying to egg him on. Can't you tell her this in person? And he shuts it down. He's like, nope. He will talk with her without the cameras, but not like this. He wanted everything to be cool and chill. And finally, Michaela sees defeat and she leaves the room so then zach comes back on the stage and kevin goes forward with his questions he asks if michaela moved into his house again zach says hell no but this story is a little suspect this is where i'm like you're a liar (laughs) 
Of course and, you've been banging all season because this is ridiculous. Yeah, this story oh. made no sense. I'm like, wait, what happened? Yeah. And why? What was the point of that? It's all over the place. So he says after decision day, they had an argument in the street and he was done. He was over this. So he gets into her car. He's driving because she's a little tipsy, apparently. And she starts yelling at him that I'm getting out of the car. I'm getting out of the car. And she hits the door of her own car and the window breaks. Then she's telling him that something happened at work. So he's not going to abandon abandon Michaela in this moment, you know, and he, he made it a point to use the word abandon, uh-huh. right? And so he's like, okay, you can stay with me for a few, for the week. And then we're going to part ways after this. Yeah, that's the same face Kevin made. <laughs> Kevin's face was everything. He's just like, like what? what? My BS meter is going off the charts here. Zach says during those four days they had sex, but not before that. Kevin asked if he thought go ahead. This makes no sense whatsoever. Like letting her stay one night is already ridiculous. But now it's like a long y'all made a long weekend after out of it and then making it a point to say, but after this, that's it. This is our last little rendezvous and then that's it. We're gonna part ways. Like, no, you don't feed a stray cat, you want to go away. What are you doing? Exactly. And the the number, uh, the discrepancy of the number of days is interesting, too, because if I recall correctly, Michaela said eight days. Did she not? I thought it was like a week. Yeah, it was like seven, eight days. And he's saying four days. So even that, they're wrong on that, too. Like, it's just like, who are we supposed to believe? Because they're both ultra ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. So at this point, Kevin asked that, so you had sex with her because you thought that would be helping her? And Zach was like, no, he felt like if he kept rejecting her, you know, that just made him feel bad. So he didn't know what to do. So he had to have sex with her. <laughs> also, doesn't make any sense. Or you could have let her go to her own house. Yeah. Like, what do you care now? You're divorced. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Oh my gosh. Um, Kevin then brings up that, you know, it's confusing to him. It's probably confusing to her that, you know, she says she loves him and he's saying all these flowery things to her. You know, that could make anybody confused. And Zach says he doesn't believe her that uh, when she says that she loves him. Not to this day. He doesn't believe her at all. And he's not leading her on. And at the same time that that was happening, he was getting scolded at, by Dr. Pepper for um forecasting the future you know and i think he would say like he wouldn't he doesn't see them married long term yada 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 but now you're saying i'm leading you on even though i was saying that you know that we're not gonna make it so he was just he's was pretty combative right here i think yeah it's interesting to me like when kevin first asked him if he thinks michaela could be easily confused he said flat out says no (laughs) It didn't make any sense. Exactly. I'm like, you can't even explain what you're doing. Like, again, he's, yeah. as usual, talking in circles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, none of this makes any sense. Yeah. And then they show the the clip of Zach gushing, crying on decision day and how Michaela's such a great woman comparing her to his mother, you know, like, mm-mm. how is that not confusing? 
And then, um, so Kevin's like, okay, well, you said she was a great woman. And Zach was kind of being, I don't know, what would you call this? Passive aggressive or? Like flippant about it. Yeah. He's like, like, whatever. He's counting it off for for Kevin on on the reasons that don't make sense. So, So Kevin says, she's a great woman. He's like, yep, one. And you wanted to make this relationship work too. He's like, yep, those are true. So Kevin then asks Zach um, about playing Michaela. Do you think you, you played her? And he's like, I don't even know what that means. That's funny. And Kevin was like, you played on her feelings. And Zach to that says, I played her to do what? To get what? Michaela, what are you talking about? Text me it, uh, what you mean because it makes no sense. It's like you, you played her to get laid. <laughs> no, he didn't benefit or get anything out of the situation, He's according to him. full of it. Full of it. Michaela is in the back in the other room asking if she can go back out there. And uh, no. <laughs> Zach said he was looking forward to, you know, going out there, hearing what she had to say. Um, but. He said that, you know, after she accused him of acting one way in front of the camera and acting another way when they're off, you know, he's done. He's not going to get into any arguments with her. He's just plain old done. And Michaela's in the back room saying, okay. Kevin then asks, so you're saying she is fabricating the story? And Zach's like, yeah, she's insane. So you didn't tell her not to talk about being intimate. Nope. That doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make any sense. So that's another part was like, that's true. Like they're married They're They knew this was going to come up on the show. Why would he say, don't talk about us having sex on TV? He already did it himself. As exactly. soon as they consummated so, the marriage. So it doesn't make any sense. Like I agree yeah. with him on that. So it's so hard to see who's lying. I have no idea. So Kevin's like, basically you don't trust her reaction with this. And he's like, nope, definitely don't. He doesn't want any more trivial, childish conversation about who said what, who did what, etc. He can't do it anymore. This is what she wanted and this is what she got. So Kevin then says they 100% said you need to sit down with Zach like adults. And Zach's like, nope, that time has passed. And Kevin reiterates, but you did agree that she would talk, you would talk, and then we would talk together. Zach said he came in really happy to sit next to her, talk about the clips and laugh. And that can't happen. And it's not going to happen. Kevin then asks, how long before you go on a date again? And he says, hopefully soon. I love love and want to find that perfect person. He doesn't know about marriage anymore, though. (laughs) She killed. She soured him. She sure did. This guy who's been dreaming of marriage his whole life, according to his family. She, uh, yeah, soured him on marriage according to Kevin <laughs> and he says definitely and Michaela's in the back going oh Zachary <laughs> you ruined this man <laughs> yeah I know right <laughs> he no longer has faith at all he, he continues and says that he's not sure about marriage he definitely wants kids so no matter what he's having kids Kevin then says you know he wishes they could have talked it out but it sounds like they've said their piece do you think she's moved on? And Zach says, like, he hopes so, that she's looking nice. He doesn't think she's a bad person. It just didn't work. But he'll always be there for her. Call if you need him. <laughs> yeah, of course, the first thing he says is she looks good. Uh-huh. But yeah, his little message through the cameras. <laughs> uh-huh. 
So that's pretty much the end. Kevin wishes him the best and he understands it's tough and he wants to commend him for going through the process. Could you imagine having to deal with that for two months? Mm-mm. Either, neither one of them. Like, they both seem nuts. Just so much back and forth. Like, I can't. Mm-mm. Not even for TV. Take the penalty. Run. It's not worth your sanity. <laughs> but again, like... You're talking to this woman who still has fresh tears for some trauma that had just happened not too far long ago. And then you put her in this process, which is yeah. also pretty, even though it could be a, a a good turnout, a good outcome, she's not ready for it because it's, it's for anybody, it's going to be an emotional up and down. So boo experts, they really did, did wrong with this woman's psyche. With this man's psyche, they're both broken. <laughs> yep. And good mm-hmm. luck to whoever's next, because... For real. If there is going to be a next, because, baby, if I saw you acting like that... Yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't be the next test dummy. Uh-uh. Not breaking my car windows. <laughs> That's extreme. Oh, man. I still don't understand. How did she break the window? In the car. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't By know, hitting the she... door. Well, you can hit that upper part of the door, I guess. I don't know. To break the window? Maybe she she had a janky, do- uh, janky car. It didn't seem like it. Yeah, I don't know. When we saw them in traffic that time, he's trying to holler at her. <laughs> I don't know. That story just sounds ridiculous. It all sounds ridiculous. Again, like, neither one of them come off as truthful, uh, any kind of integrity, believable, nothing. Hot mess. Hopefully, Jerron is not as dramatic as Zach. Let's hope not. (laughs) All right, let's move it along. How about Bao and Johnny? Bao and Johnny. Last couple. Yes. Since they weren't on the previous episode, what did you think of their Luke? Oh, um, I would have liked to see Bao in another color. I know red is her power color. Yeah. But I feel like it's... Yeah, give it a rest. (laughs) We know you look good in red, girl. We know. Um, The dress, I didn't really like the cut of it. Jumpsuit. It wasn't a jumpsuit? I think I didn't even... I I thought it was pants. I was was paying attention so much to the top that I didn't look at the bottom, honestly. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that either. I didn't like that. But, you know, again, she's a beautiful person. Like, I think she'll, nobody cares. She's looking at, if they're looking at her face, she looks great. So. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, it just, it didn't have any real, like, wow factor. It was just like, eh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a little, it was a little simple, but not. Yeah. Yeah. It's memorable for all the wrong reasons. (laughs) Yes. That's right on the nose. What was up with Johnny's hair? It seemed like extra big or like extra high, poofy. Well, on the Reddit streets, people were zooming in saying he was trying to cover his receding (laughs) hairline. (laughs) Got a man weave. Yeah, he's trying to cover up his balding. Better get a wife quick. That spray (laughs) hair from the 90s. Yeah. Um, I did like his suit. I think uh, the top button unbutton was kind of douchebag, but he learned I that liked from Jose. the colors. Yeah, I don't like that on Jose either. I think he's a douche too. 
Uh. I don't like that either. <laughs> Reminds me of my dad. Oh, enough said. <laughs> it's a foreign thing, I think. Maybe so. Maybe so. Cultural. Let me show yeah, you all my no. chest hair Ugh. that Johnny doesn't have. <laughs> all right. So they hop onto the scene. Kevin tells them that America seemed to think that they were a perfect match. But Bao was like, mm, no, I don't agree with that at all. She says they have some fundamental differences and that she feels that in ways they were very similar, but in other ways they were not complementary towards each other. Do you remember episode one? We're like, did they just match these people because they're Asian? And they wanted this draw for... Yes. They wanted, oh, first Asian couple on Married at First Sight. They wanted this hook to get people in because it was a beautiful wedding. Mm -hmm. I, you know, that was my first instinct. And then it kind of went away when we started getting to know them. But after Bao said this, I was like... I was right. My gut was right. Episode one. They just matched them because they're both Asian. That's Not it. even that. Both Vietnamese specifically. Like, yes. The pool, I know, cannot possibly be that big. I know there's <laughs> a a lot of uh, Asian culture in Houston, but I still don't think it's, you know, this huge wide cast net. And then especially, okay, these experts are supposed to be screening these people. They know they went, were in the same organization. Mm -hmm. So what are the odds that they don't know each other? But that's neither here nor there. I I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, But Bao says that she and Johnny didn't understand each other well enough. But Johnny admitted that he was surprised by how many ups and downs that they had uh, throughout their marriage. He says that his expectations were unrealistic. Like we've been saying this entire time. At least he realized that. Finally. (laughs) Uh, Bao kind of assures Kevin that she's in a happy place now, mainly because she's not married to Johnny anymore. And Johnny also says that he's in a good place and he's happy that he's left the show with some amazing friends. So that was the upside to being married at first sight, getting divorced and getting some new friends. Um, apparently they kind of lost touch after the experiment. Kevin asks if they've been in contact and Johnny says they don't really speak at all unless there's like a group get together with the other couples or the other people from the show. They're not in contact at all. So then they start talking about the good times in their marriage. Bao says, you know, her wedding was amazing. It was beautiful. Best day ever. She also talks about their um, one month anniversary when they went skydiving They've defied death together. And, you know, those times were really great for her. Johnny says that he liked the little expert games and activities that they um, sent over to them. He said, you know, every time they would get those activities, it would be at a crucial point where they're kind of at a low and they need a boost up. And then they were able to, you know, do the exercises. And then that put them back in a good place. And then they show us a scene I wish I never saw. I know. Just in that case you didn't get enough twice. of this. Yes, you didn't get enough of this on the first watch. Here's another round. So they show us this really uncomfortable uh, role play session with Bao <laughs> as a sexy nurse and Johnny as her patient. Her who patient has with back, back problems? With back prob- lower back problems. <laughs> 
I I don't know about you, but I've never been massaged by a nurse ever <laughs> during an appointment. <laughs> Lower back or otherwise. Uh, yeah. Even the chiropractor doesn't massage you. <laughs> they put you in a machine. So, yeah, it's and I thought this was interesting because the next thing or one of the next things that Bao talks about is how she didn't want her sex life on TV, but then you film this whole yeah like, I, weird like you intro took it to, to a porn level yeah you took it to another level you could have said i'm not going to put that costume on right now but later right. i will but not you know what i mean no she put it on she was ready and she said she was gonna take it off yep she sure did <laughs> but from there bow says it was kind of hard for her to pinpoint exactly what went wrong in their relationship because she wanted it to work the entire time she says that she felt judged early on and never felt protected or safe with Johnny. She says she that caused her to feel a lot of anxiety um, with them living together. So she was kind of on edge. And this comes up again later with the I experts. can see that. Johnny seems like the guy who would um, use you as a human shield or run faster than you so he can get away. <laughs> <laughs> Move. <laughs> but uh, Johnny said that for him, after they had um, meetings with Dr. Pepper and Dr. Cal, or Pastor Cal separately, that was the point he felt like there was no coming back after those conversations. Mm-hmm. So that's when he felt there was no turning back. He said he felt like he could never speak his mind. He said early on, he made an agreement with Bao that they would talk about things off camera first because Bao, Bao told him that she has social anxiety. So he wished that he would have been more open with the producers and cameras because now looking at the edit, there's so much stuff missing because they were mm-hmm. talking way more off camera than what was caught, I which is why, that. yeah, like he's always saying she's different off camera. She's a different person off camera. Mm-hmm. So this is what happens when, and you said it, you have been talking all season about how methodical she is and how rehearsed she sounds and how well-spoken she is yes i hate i know i hate siding with johnny because even if all of this is true he seems like a terrible person but he didn't get his story told and that sucks yeah so kevin asked johnny to provide some more insight into their relationship since apparently there's some more going on and he doesn't really say anything. So Bao's like, just, you know, say whatever. And he's still kind of being coy about it. And she's like, well, I'll volunteer something. I didn't want to talk about our sex life with the world. Uh, she didn't want that to be on TV because it would affect her family and her career. And, you know, she just wanted to keep that on the low. She didn't think that was wrong or calculating. You know, she just wanted to keep her private life private. Mm-hmm. She says she didn't want to air all the laundry out there for the public because she feels like that's something that you should keep in your relationship as private. Bao says that her and Johnny hid when they consummated their marriage and Bao told the cameras that she needed more time to open up about her sex life. So again, just trying to keep it low. When do you think they consummated their marriage? Uh, Because I thought it was that sexy dice game. But if that wasn't it, when was it? Yeah, because when they were in the closet. (laughs) When? During the sexy dice game, didn't they like go in a closet or something to like get unmiked? Yeah. 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 Because before that, they still had the pillow dam. Yeah. So they didn't hide it. I mean, we assumed that it happened. <laughs> I guess they just didn't explicitly say it. Well, neither did 
did Rachel and Jose? No. They said it in a therapy session, but they didn't tell the group. Or like or Gil. do like a <laughs> diary cam or something like Zach mm-hmm. and Michaela. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. Hmm. But then uh, this is when Johnny starts saying that, um, like he said before, that Bao wants to present herself in a certain way in order to look good to the audience. So Bao asked for specific examples and thought it was mean and unwarranted for Johnny to call her basically fake. Mm -hmm. So that's when Johnny asked her like, well, did you plan conversations before we went on camera? I thought that was an interesting conversation. He, he says that and she looks, she looks like she got copped. Yeah. Cause her cover up, it was like, well, don't you think about what you're going to talk about before you like, don't you think before you speak? No. Like when I get in a fight with my husband, we're we're fighting. <laughs> it wasn't planned. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, you, it happens. It, uh, you know, it's not like, OK, let's pause this conversation. Let's take it up in a day when the cameras are here. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just yeah. not how it works. But apparently she thinks he's the crazy one. She doesn't think that that's being fake or being insincere. She's actually kind of surprised that Johnny doesn't think about what he says before being on camera and this again he says yeah there's so much of the story that is just not on camera and just missing that's very interesting so bow tries to flip that and say that her family didn't want to be filmed and that's why there's this gap and that's what affected what she wanted filmed or not um johnny says he believes he only got the real bow when he'd surprise her or catch her off guard johnny tells kevin that Bao was so concerned about her appearance on TV, he kind of wonders what she's been hiding from him. But Bao insists she never hid anything from Johnny, and she just behaves differently in different groups, you know, depending on who she's with. If she's with her work colleagues, you know, she's one way. If she's with her friends, she's a different way. If she's with a social group, she's a different way. And she just says that she's multifaceted, and but it's not disingenuous. Then Johnny points out that he felt like Bao was always trying to play the victim and, you know, blame him for everything that was going on. He says there were so many times he felt like he couldn't speak freely because he'd yet to talk to Bao about it. He felt like she had him isolated and that he was going down a path where he thought he was going to lose himself as a person. And he's kind of said this before, Um, I believe in a session with Dr. Pepper. uh, Bao says that it was never her intention. She hoped they would come out of this together she never intended to put Johnny on an island or make him feel isolated so that's when Kevin asked why he wanted to stay married on decision day you know he said Johnny says that he and Bao had been sleeping apart the last two weeks of the experiment he said he was broken down and that whatever Bao was trying to do to him was working because he felt like a broken man and Bao was like oh wow you think I was like intentionally intentionally trying to like break you down and he said this before. Yes. And someone else did too on Reddit. One of her exes. Now, I do think... Remember that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I do think... I do think it's normal to act one way at work, one way with your friends, right, and one way with your family, right? In, in general, you're the same person, but I'm not going to go cuss in front of my mama. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go act, you know, tell a dick joke in front of my colleagues. Uh, maybe some, 
but not all. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That's yeah. normal. But the fact that you're not the core same person with your husband is troublesome. So right. I think that, but the fact that Johnny felt isolated, I think that is a lack of communication. Hmm. Like, cause he felt like he couldn't say anything without mm -hmm. consulting his wife. Well, then he just didn't tell her. They didn't, he still didn't say it to his right. wife. You know what I mean? So that right. made him more isolated. There was no conversation to be had. Right. I don't know. It just sounds, sounds, uh, and then the way she phrases the, it's almost gaslighting, like making him sound crazy. Right. But then again, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. if, if we're, um, it's hard to side with him cause he's not very likable and we like bow, but if we look at his side of things, it definitely sounds like gaslighting. Like, Oh, well that wasn't my intention. Mm -hmm. You did that on your own. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's uh, kind of, I mean, I don't like anybody on this. <laughs> Everybody has too many, uh, too many rotten layers. I don't like it. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, so then, you know, they are talking about decision day and Johnny is explaining that the experiment didn't work for him, but he wasn't convinced that him and Bao couldn't still work out in the long run. So that's why he decided to say yes on decision day because he knew a no would be hard and fast. Like that was an absolute no for her. And mm -hmm. he said, Johnny says that he wondered if outside of the experiment that she, you know, once they were taken out of this environment, if she wasn't going to be insecure anymore and she wasn't going to be so concerned with how she was being perceived and how she was going to be portrayed on TV, if once the cameras were gone and they no longer had to do these interviews and stuff, who was going to be there? Really? The real mm -hmm. Bao. And Bao says that Johnny did get all of her. He just didn't like what he got. True. Which he has said several times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's my whole thing is like, okay, so if you knew you didn't get a genuine person, why would you continue? Why would you want to see where this goes? If right person wasn't what you perceived whatsoever the only other thing i can think of and he didn't bring it up was his i mean he has a lot of issues with his own parents mm -hmm. divorce mm -hmm. and his daddy issues and all of right. that stuff so i would thought that would have been something he would voice and as to why he said yes to want to try and make because then he goes on you know you could touch on it about the chemistry thing and not being there so again right. why would you want to be with a person who's not your person it's so obviously not your person yeah, right. Like you said, that, that that's the next thing that he says that, you know, they were missing the chemistry. There was no warmth in his heart as far <laughs> as the relationship went. And Bao was like, it's never going to be good enough. It's never going to be good enough. <laughs> which is so, also true. Which is why I said no. And she says she's happier now, honestly. She concludes basically saying that she's ready to, you know, find her, her person going forward. She has a lot to give and hopefully someone will appreciate it, unlike Johnny. <laughs> and he says that he's going to relationship therapy which is good he's yeah. six sessions in you know that's why he was saying he was having a little bit of a hard time talking about all this stuff again because he's already in counseling and working through it so he kind of has some of it behind him and this is just bringing it all back up again yeah that's that's good I'm glad he's doing that and we said he was in this well we don't know now but at this time he 
was in a, I guess, would you call it a relationship? He was dating one young lady for about a month. Yes, I would say that's a relationship. A month, a month. He claimed her on TV. Huh? He claimed her on TV. He did claim her on TV. That's official. If you are dating, this is in August, and you're dating someone from August to November, wouldn't they be at your Friendsgiving? That's what I was just about to say. (laughs) Oh, man. They're so coy about it coming up there. Right. And, you know, he says this woman is very affectionate. And he does say that it is not someone from the show. But Kevin is like, well, I heard on the internet (laughs) that you and Mirla might have something going on. And he says, of course, he loves Mirla. He loves her. Loves her. And he says that he thinks if they would have been matched, it would have been a really fun experiment to see how they uh, bended to one another. Because when they hang out, um, they hang out the most out of everybody in the cast. And he says he doesn't find anything he couldn't accommodate to. So that's interesting. He thinks they could have could have been something mm-hmm. if they were matched. But they're just buds now. Val says if Johnny's happy, she's happy. And she's definitely happy for him. Good for you. Move on with your life. Fine. She says that she's also back dating again, but she doesn't want to talk about it much. We know why. Mm-hmm. You know, Johnny says that Bao was a great catch for the right guy. He just wasn't that guy. And she wasn't the girl for him. It was just a mismatch and that's okay. Then they started talking about wife's... He says that on the Australian version, they do some kind of wife swapping yeah and he where can i see this australian version the internet the internet it's streaming somewhere i'm interested in this show they show it on lifetime sometimes do they Uh uh-huh i don't know i'm I'm watching sesame street all day (laughs) but uh they talk about rearranging the couples and you know, even Bao jokes like she heard that Johnny was talking about this. So I wonder who he was talking about this with. And she's like, oh, you think you just want to trade me like a cow? Like I'm cattle? Uh, but like, Not hands maid's tail. So Johnny thinks that Brett and Gil probably would have been a good match. I think and so. maybe Bao and Ryan, since they both mm. like to bake and they had fun clay shooting. Even though she almost killed somebody. You know, she does like to try new things and he likes to travel and try new things. I could see that. Um, I don't know about if they find each other attractive. Yeah. Then Johnny says um, he wouldn't have minded Mirla and he also gets along with Rachel too. So that could happen. And I was like, okay, is this production? What are you doing? All of these mm-hmm. like exact couples are the ones that have been rumored online the entire time. Is there like a mole Reddit or a Reddit mole <laughs> who's putting all this stuff out here and then it's all coming to fruition? Because like literally almost every rumor that's come out this season is true. Is Yeah. Yeah. Because next, Bao says, I think Zach wouldn't be bad either. And Johnny says, who knows? We, we know. We all know. Wild. Indeed. But yeah, that's it for Val and Johnny. Thank God. They're ready to be rid of each other. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad they're over. So next part is the ladies of Married at First Sight. Kevin jokes that they're all sitting in like a Christmas pattern. They're all wearing red and green. (laughs) 
Was that planned? Yeah, probably. I don't know if it was planned or not. To which Mirla says, we delivered. Shut up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like three episodes ago, I was like, man, I love Mirla. She's so genuine. Da, 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 da. And, and the truth came one. out. Gosh. Make me look bad, bitch. Um, so... Kevin starts off like y'all genuinely like each other, don't you? And Rachel says like they all get along. They're all strong women and it's just like a really good group. Um, They've stayed connected. Michaela says it's a bond that it's something you can't just say, okay, I'm out. I feel like it is. (laughs) I feel like it is. And you have. (laughs) And she has. She's out. Whether it was of her own volition or not, nobody wants to hang out with her and vice versa. Um, So then they bring it back to the bachelorette party and show all of Michaela's dance moves and how much fun she was having and how much the group was having. Um, They were having a good old time. And Kevin asked Bao what she thought of Michaela. And Bao says, you know, she was just having the time of her life and I salute her for it. She can learn a few moves from her. And, you know, she's got the real move. She likes her. Um, Kevin then asked Michaela, were you having a good time? And she said she was having an amazing time. So much fun. The winter storm was coming. So why not live it up? Finally, someone mentioned the dang winter storm. I was waiting for it. That was it. (laughs) You think this was like the weekend before? It had to be. Wasn't it on Valentine's Day? It was on my birthday, Mm. February 15th. No, there were bachelorette parties. Oh, on Valentine's Day? I thought so. I don't know. All I know is wasn't it like was decorated? Birthday. I can't remember that far back, but well, remember the word on the street was that production redecorated whatever place they were at. Because remember the what place the guys went to was a gay bar, and they just hired some dancers and put some cowboy hats on everybody and called it a country bar. I don't know. Okay, but I want to say I want to say it was. Valentine's Day, or yeah, that maybe the week before. Maybe I can't. So. Rem- I can't remember Rachel's giant calendar. <laughs> oh, that's where you got all the dates. Sneaky, yeah. sneaky. <laughs> awesome. You oh, can't man. have a wall-sized calendar in the background and think I'm not going to look at it. <laughs> she had everything on there: the dress fittings, the wedding, the honeymoon. <laughs> I mean, I'd be the same thing. I have everything on my calendar. Um, okay, and then they st- <laughs> they take it back and they bring it to uh, Brett. And the two years without sex, which we made fun of a lot because she kept saying it over and over and over. And she even says that, you know, she brought it on herself because she kept saying it. She did mention that it was one COVID year also. That's true. You've told, you you brought that up the first time we mentioned it, but yeah. It's it's COVID. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the house and I was in the house. Yep. By myself. <laughs> <laughs> to this day. <laughs> Shout out to the new variant that's going to put what, us in what? the house again for the next couple of months. Don't say that. Oh. Come on, Omnicron. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's never going to end. Don't put that out there. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. 
Um, Kevin asked, what are the odds that you were the only one who hadn't had sex in two years and were the only one who didn't consummate the marriage? Are you surprised? And she said yes and no. He said it's all about emotions for her. If you're not filling up her emotional tank, you ain't getting any. And he's like, I can feel it. But are you tired of hearing about the two years? And she's like, yep, that, you know, she did it to herself and it's fine. But one of those years was COVID. He then asks her if she has a fear of intimacy. And she's like, God, no, no fear of intimacy or emotional intimacy, physical intimacy, none of it. Kevin then asks if it was hard as their friend, uh, you know, as friends to see Brett go through this process. And Michaela's like, yeah, but she doesn't like Ryan. (laughs) What did you think about this? She says that Ryan was more invested in her relationship with Zach than his own, which is, she said it was fucking weird. If he would have invested that concentration and thoughts and emotion in his own marriage, maybe they would have survived. What are your thoughts on this? That's a lot. For some people, I, I didn't see them interact whatsoever, right. except for couples retreat. Yeah. We saw we saw Zach and, and Ryan occasionally, but it wasn't anything, I don't know, it just didn't Not seem Not like anything. the way they were making it seem like him and uh, Johnny were like kicking it hard. Right, right. I think I, there was like one workout session with Zach and Zach called him out on how he needs to talk to Brett, basically. That's what I remember from that scene, that Zach was calling Ryan out to pay attention and communicate with his wife, not the other way around. I don't know. I guess they... There must... Yeah, there's more to that story for her to straight up say that she don't like Ryan. (laughs) Yeah. But that is interesting, him meddling in everybody else's (laughs) relationship. Like, well, nothing's going on in my house, so let's see. What do you got going on? So he's a troll on the net and in real life. Oh, the worst. <laughs> um, Kevin kind of, you know, says, yeah, you never sat on a feeling and that's what I love about you. Mm, don't encourage I don't her. Like yeah, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, then they bring out Bao's personality at the beginning of the episode. She was like nerdy. Uh, the beginning of the season, she was nerdy and giddy. And at the end, she was like straight CEO mode. Brett jokes and says that they called her President Bao. Um, they asked her if she made a spreadsheet on her decision <laughs> with Johnny. And she's like, no, I did it. Brett doesn't believe it. She believes like there was some sort of pros and cons list or something like that. <laughs> then they bring up Rachel and Kevin asks if um, the group knows about the update with uh, her relationship with Jose. She says no, and then she proceeds to tell them that her and Jose are going to work on their relationship and not get a divorce. Mirla seems astonished at this. Her single her. friend, yeah, her single friend is is not her wing woman is not going to be be there. <laughs> and I think who called it last time? Was it Ryan? That Ryan? Well, Ryan said something to the nature that Rachel acts different when hanging around Mirla, basically. Yeah, that Mirla doesn't want her to get back with Jose. Yeah, and and I, I think she confesses this a little bit here. Um, Mirla says it's you know new information to her. Brett says the same thing, and Rachel basically says that you know it's embarrassing going back and forth, and she didn't want to tell everybody that you know trash talk Jose basically, and then say oh we're getting back together. And she didn't want to say anything until it was like super serious. So I guess they're at that point. Um, Mirla says she's going to have to work on that. So 
Then they bring up Mirla and Gil's breakup. Mirla says it wasn't a shock to her, even though it was a shock to everybody else. Uh, Bao says it took her by surprise. And Rachel said she was shocked as well. But when she heard Mirla's side of the story, it made total sense. They had a lot of co- lot in common with their marriages that on the same stuff they were struggling with. I wonder, because there has to be something else, right? It can't be. With who? With Mirla and Gil. It has, there has to be something else. I think it's both of them. Because I feel like something happened between decision day and like, I think there's something that we don't know that happened in between there. I agree. So later on, and you'll touch on it. She says some, or you want me to wait? Go ahead. Okay. She says something that he did something that made him, her, made her doubt that he can make financial decisions for their family. To me, this is like he went and bought a new car without telling her or bought her something huge without telling her. Something like this. Like you always see those stupid commercials when the, the husband surprises the wife or the wife surprises the husband with a brand new car. It's like, oh, wait, did you go spend $40,000 and not tell me? <laughs> that That's what I think of. Like she, she made it sound it was a something financial and something big that happened that did not make her feel safe in their future. So what does that mean? Or it could be, I think you even mentioned that he changed jobs. jobs. Yep. That could be it too. Yep. It's something, something like that, where she's like, this guy's not steady. He may be consistent in all of these other things, but financially, he doesn't have his shit together yet. And that scares her. She's been poor. She don't want to be poor again. No. Even him selling all of his, like everything, like mm, maybe that was not smart. You maybe should have put that in storage for a month or so just to test it out. Test out the waters. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. There had to be something. It's either that or it's bad sex. She thought they could work it out. The sex was still bad and she wasn't going to have bad sex the rest of her life, which I understand. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's the best part of marriage and um, or one of the best parts of marriage. And yeah, I wouldn't want bad sex the rest of my marriage. That would suck. Agreed. I get it. I get it. So Marla <laughs> says that <laughs> she didn't think Gil brought out the best in her. And that's how she truly knew. She says she doesn't like how he called her high maintenance all the time. She likes nice things and doesn't see how or why someone would make a big deal all of the time. And Kevin sides with her. He's like, you know, my family makes fun of me all the time because he likes really nice things and there's no shame in the game. They show, at this point, they show like a a Mirla highlight reel of all her little Mirla moments which she's very flattered about. She feels very special. <laughs> you should, yeah. Like The fact that they have like a two minute clip package of you just bitching and complaining, that's not cute. <laughs> I know, and she thinks it's so cute. She's there ear has to ear be, grin. Yeah, but there has to be more to her. And that's what I don't, like it makes me sad that this is where we are, where I think she's such trash because she didn't act. I, I feel like if she... I was more respectful in the group scene. Mm-hmm. I would have continued to like her, but she's just so disrespectful to Gil at the group uh, part. But, you know, Brett, because that's why I said there has to be more to her because Brett really likes her. 
she says that she's unapologetically herself that and that's something brett strives to do in her life that's why she did the show because you can't hide from who you are show or no show this is how mirla is she might like nice things but she would give you the clothes off her back in a heartbeat no matter how much those clothes cost and michaela then pipes up with her her two cents she says she works for it she can afford it she want if she wants to spend it that way blow it it's yours work you work for it like that's not she doesn't see herself blowing it but i guess that's michaela's take on it um and kevin agrees miller said it's not the only thing that brings her joy and it doesn't define her uh but to her husband it did so and that's pretty much where they end the ladies uh segment yeah <laughs> yeah i'm surprised i'm like they seem like they all got along i'm a little yeah. surprised there was not any tension like, you didn't see any tension between Michaela and Val. I feel like they were trying to. Uh, Kevin was trying to, like, stir the pot a little bit, but it didn't happen. Um, yeah. What do you think? I don't know about that. Because she didn't, she didn't really say, Val didn't really say anything either. Well, I know, but, like, he, he was like, what do you think of Michaela? You know, knowing full well of the rumors that Val and Zach They're are together. together. But it, I think Val and Michaela acted pretty gracefully and didn't play into that at all yeah just just move past played it. nice everybody played nice yeah basically classy at least for once <laughs> all right yeah next is the experts yes so we've got our three experts out in panel and um they're apparently shocked by the couples who broke up this season you know they explain that when they matched the couples they feel like they probably, these were probably the best couples that they've matched to this point, but the season has proven that they can only do so much. Oh my God. The fact that they <laughs> said this was the best they could have done. <laughs> and then put it all on the couples. Like, no, you put them together. You could have done more by putting them with the right people. <laughs> but then that's when we have to remember the experts don't match the people. The producers match the people. But Dr. Pepper says that she's surprised by Johnny and Val split the most because she thought they were like the perfect couple. But she also assumed that Mirla and Gil were going to go off into the sunset of forever together. <laughs> Pastor Cal says that he had high hopes for Michaela and Zach. He wishes they would have talked about their fear fears and hesitations because they had a real shot. But Michaela's tendency to fly off the handle basically killed their relationship and at this point pastor cal can't even find the words to describe michaela and her actions throughout this process <laughs> like he has to fully lean back in his chair take off his glasses like rub his eyes because he's just like i don't even know how to describe this he says that he thinks that she was ready for marriage, but the process was a lot for her. Dr. Pepper also said that Zach's reaction to Michaela was horror instead of helper. He could have given her more, more support so that she wouldn't have gotten as explosive. Dr. Pepper uh. thought Michaela deserved more help and grace during her breakdowns and meltdowns. Mm -mm. No. Why would I? Why am I going to stick my hand in a fire? That's stupid. Right. Right. Would she say the same thing if, if she was physically violent? Exactly. To to Zach? Oh, you just need to help her. Oh no, 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 no. Verbal abuse. 
emotional abuse is the same as you know physical abuse like it's abuse period and if he wants to be out he can be out period period <laughs> uh so they move on <laughs> and kevin asked the experts if or, or he asked them what we've been saying that they knew brett was not ryan's type so why the hell did they match them together and dr pepper gives that same old tired excuse that ryan's been dating his type and he's been dating that type a lot and it obviously isn't working for him so he needed to switch it up they wanted Ryan to stop focusing on physical and for him to be less focused on initial attraction and also to stop dating with that or stop thinking with the dating mentality where, you know, if you see something, you um, or a red flag, I guess, or any kind of, I don't know, any kind of sign, I guess, that you don't like, you can just drop that person and move on to the next mm-hmm. one. He's supposed to be thinking as a husband and, you know, working through whatever issues or challenges he has. So from there, they move on to talk about Mirla and Gil. Again, they all say that they were shocked to find out they were no longer together. And it's still a mystery to them as to why. Mm -hmm. Dr. Viviana says that she felt like things were going in the right direction and they had all the potential in the world. Dr. Pepper says, you know, she chimes in to say that there were multiple visits where Mirla was telling her this was the best thing that ever happened to her. And she was just on cloud nine. But where was the disconnect? This is when Pastor Cal accuses Mirla of living in fear that, you know, she's afraid to be married and to be in this situation. So she's magnifying small, insignificant issues and making them into these big problems, you know, what we making a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, to think about that one. Yes. <laughs> So that's when they showed the extended scene of uh, Mirla's drunk interview with Dr. Pepper. And it's just a hot, hot mess. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of, do you know what hot boy slash hot girl summer is? I looked it up. Oh my, for real? Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do this to me. Megan the Stallion said that hot girl summer was like when you were feeling yourself. And you wanted to, you know, make it a, a good, <laughs> just feeling yourself, make yourself feel confident and uh, have a good time. Is that right? I'll give it to you. Do you know what you do during hot, hot girl summer? No, I don't know. Got to drive the boat. Huh? Got to drive the boat. What boat? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Oh my gosh. At least I get points for looking it up. I knew, I knew you weren't going to know. Because I knew yeah, you, you weren't going to know. I knew your ass was going to say that. <laughs> Test me. Hey, man, you get, I'm trying to keep you young. That ship has sailed. <laughs> I know. You've been old a long time. Oh, <laughs> uh, But anyway, after they come out of the clip, Dr. Pepper, you know, says that she was offended and, you know, thought it was very disrespectful for Mirla to show up like shit faced. Yeah. But I can see that. she also wondered why Mirla had this approach to the therapy session. You don't accidentally drink a bunch of drinks. Mm-hmm. And especially if you know you have an important meeting or an appointment to go to. Why would you do that? Yeah. And so that takes her back to co signing Pastor Cal saying that she's scared. 
to face the music. Mm, I don't know about that. Next, they talk about Johnny and Bao. Kevin asked if they were surprised about how low maintenance Bao was in the marriage. And Dr. Viviana says that, okay, Bao appears like, you know, cool and collected, breezy on the outside, but just under the surface, she has a lot of underlying anxiety. And that causes her to uh, constantly calculate how she can make things go her way or be favorable to what she wants. She says it's something that everybody does, but Bao has kind of perfected it and has a system in place to make sure it happens. Yeah. At this point, Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cal disagree. They don't think that Bao was trying to be manipulative. Uh, Pastor Cal says that she, Bao, is just very logical and just, you know, wants to think things out a little bit more than the average person. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm on the fence about that too. Um, because Bao has said herself that she has a lot of anxiety. We have seen how things go her way. You know what? You could even go back to couples. This is just hitting me right now. Go to couples retreat, right? She's talking to Michaela. She's talking to Zach. She's putting those feelers out there. She already knows her marriage is done. She knows their marriage is done. She's going on long, you know, supposedly during this time, she's going on long walks with Zach to talk about their problems, da 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 da, da. And now she's with Zach. That seems like it played out in her favor to me. <laughs> she saw that she what she wanted and it made it happen. Damn. I'm going to go with Dr. Vivian on that one. I'm not on the fence anymore. <laughs> So then Kevin is asking them what they thought about decision days. They didn't understand as far as Bao and Johnny, how he was complaining the whole time and then sits down at decision day and it's like, yeah, I want to stay married. Like, (laughs) what was that about? You know, and then Dr. Viviana explains, like we've said time and time again, for Johnny, a yes meant we can try to move forward, but no was going to be a hard stop. Yeah. So then Kevin asks, the experts about Jose and Rachel. Dr. Pepper says she commends the pair on working on their relationship, but she says that Jose has huge anger that he needs to work on and that he's very controlling. And she doesn't think he understands the extent of it. You know, at this point, she thought it was scary when Jose was able to lock Rachel out and go to sleep. <laughs> like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. The experts said that April, April, Rachel, had every right to be worried and concerned about being married to him at that point. Dr. Viviana says that she knows that control is really about decreasing anxiety. So you need to resolve the anxiety issue first because trying to put Rachel in a cage is not going to work. And Pastor Cal says that Jose needs to prove that he can be the man that she needs in her life in order for them to work. I thought it was about damn time someone called Jose scary. Because it was scary. And it's scarier that he can just sweep this under the rug and kind of blame it on the oops. You know, like, oh, well, like, you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. downplay it so much. This is the most I've seen Dr. Pepper. She seemed really passionate at this time. Like, mm-hmm. this is a big problem. Mm-hmm. Someone pay attention to this. But then at the Why same time. Why were you not paying said, attention to it? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And you can't, you know, with abusers like this, they hide it all the time, right? So they they probably didn't detect this in the interviews or 
anything like that. But as soon as you saw that tape, wouldn't you have intervened the next day, the very next day and say, hey, this is not cool. This is, this is really extreme. You need, you have issues. Let's talk about these right now. Yeah, they should have been talking to the expert, not to the producer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, and then again, they just, just glossed right over it again. Like, oh, but they can still work it out. What? Why? <laughs> Why did you want to work this out with? Mm. Anyway, but I guess that's a good segue because ne- next, um, the experts bring out Rachel and Jose to talk about their issues. Uh, Dr. Pepper first wants to clarify where they are in the relationship. And Jose takes the lead, of course, and says he wants to give a kudos to Pastor Cal because marriage is not for punks. It's the hardest thing he's ever had to do. Then he goes on saying the same stuff. He says all the time that the highs are high, the lows are low, they're working on it. Rachel said that once the show was over, they hit another roadblock, which was moving into his house. Uh, the readjustment, the starting all over, like it was the real world and they were arguing over just little things. And she just thought to herself, you know, she can't be in this house anymore. And they didn't talk a while after that. They were separated and she was done at the moment. Pastor Cal then asked what changed. Jose said that he put in the work for a successful marriage, uh, having the hard talks um, he worked really hard. He kept saying that he worked hard and, um, and this is what he wants. And, and he just knew that he had to work hard to fix things. Dr. Pepper then asks, what were things that you needed to change? Rachel continues and says the, the arguing about how they would argue. The problems were really simple, but they're both passive aggressive. They hold things in, they let them linger and fester. And Dr. Vivian is like being mean. And Rachel agrees that they were just both being pretty mean. Dr. Vivian says that they all saw it and did nothing. Mm-hmm. They saw it and did nothing. Mm-hmm. Rachel says that when those things resurfaced, she really had to think to herself whether he was going to change or not. And then she started self-blaming herself. Like, what did she do wrong to make him act this way? Which is typical abuser victim syndrome, right? (laughs) You know, you hear that all the time. Like, oh, if I had behaved better, maybe he wouldn't have hit me. You know, that's total, total victim mindset. And just broke my heart when she said that. And, but that's when she left. When things felt really wrong, she left. Um, Dr. Pepper brings up, Jose's anger. She says that he really needs to address it with professional help. She, he needs to know where it comes from, how you recognize it, how you avoid it, how you handle it so that she, Rachel, can know that it can be manageable or, or go away potentially. And Jose's just nodding his head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Cal says that, um, that he's very domineering and Jose's like, sure. And then I think Pastor Cal pushes him a little more. He's like, yes, I agree. Because, yeah, at first he didn't say anything. Yeah, just, he said, sure, sure. I hate that. It's just, this was just, like, icky to me. You know, encouraging them to be together. And I know if he makes the big changes, okay. But they don't change in a few months. Right. You know, I, ugh. Pastor, um, Pastor Cal then asks if, she feels he talks at her 
And she says yes, and that he's told she's told him that. And Dr. Viviana then asks, where do you think it comes from? Rachel says it comes from a place of wanting to help her, but the tone is really condescending. But she's told him this and he hears it and he's taking it into account. He's working on it. And that's when Dr. Pepper asks if she's going to move into his house. Rachel says, yeah, if it starts to feel like a home, but not tomorrow. She likes the house. She thinks it's big enough, but she would like to buy a home together. Dr. Pepper then asks if they are on the same page of staying married or are they going to get a divorce? She says that they're taking it slow. They're only seeing each other a few times a week, only spending the night once a week. She wants to increase this over time. Um, but at this point, she really feels like she knows him really well. And the stronger they get, the closer they're going to get to staying married and having a successful marriage. Pastor Cal just starts gushing about their progress and admiring them for working on it. And that <laughs> if they work through, through it, these feelings will return. And he goes on and on and on about that. Kevin then asks if, if their marriage has a shot. Dr. Viviana says, absolutely, with professional help. Dr. Pepper agrees. She thought that this was a great marriage, but um, but things have to be fixed. And Pastor Cal, like, they are destined to be together. They, <laughs> they need to deepen their commitment, and they're going to make it. He just knows they're going to make it. Just makes me sick. I hate this. I hated Little this whole segment. Thank goodness. Yeah. I think they just needed one win, and this was going to be it. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. <laughs> there was it a square peg round hole? Hmm. Like not gonna happen. <sighs> yeah. Ugh. It just made me feel gross. It should make them feel gross. It should, because they yeah, they don't need to be together. They really don't. Um uh, these people are not together. <laughs> experts then meet with Gil and Mirla. Yes. So Kevin starts out by saying that they want to get some answers basically on what happened because the experts, you know, want to get to the bottom of why they're not together anymore. Dr. Pepper starts and says that Mirla earlier, earlier in the process, there were several times where she gave very powerful, passionate expressions of love and attachment. And then they're, they're production is dirty, dog. They dirty. So they play this like extended scene of Mirla where she's like basically crying about how wonderful of a husband Gil is and that she's really commending him on being like so thoughtful and romantic and his consistency. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they have the little picture in the picture while they're showing the footage you can see in the little window that Gil is so visibly uncomfortable. Like he cannot sit still. He can't yeah. look at the monitor to watch what's going on. And, you know, when they cut back to them in the studio, he just is broken down. He just breaks into tears. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he says that he's just was so blindsided by the end of their relationship he says that obviously she felt a certain way I never and I never knew it I didn't know until it was actually over and I felt it was a little unfair to me because it's obviously something that you know they could have worked on he says um, that he's what what is the time since you have the time frames what is the time frame from decision day to right now to this episode uh 
Because if they broke up two weeks after decision day, he's still hyper upset about this. So decision day was mid-April. Mm-hmm. And reunion taping was the last weekend of August. That's a long time for him to be so weepy. Yeah. Four That's months. That's a long, long time. It also explains twice why she's as long so... as your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> and it also explains why she's so um, over it. Like, yeah, it's over. I don't know. That's a long time. Do you agree? Yeah, it is it is a long time. <laughs> I guess he's just in super denial. I don't know. Because it looks like it's so fresh. Him yeah. crying these tears. Like, I feel bad for him. Like, Unless he's been... He took an acting course over the summer. Oh, no. But, yeah, he goes on to say that he is perfectly fine with rejection, but he wishes that his wife had told him about how she was feeling and that she had these reservations. Instead, he thought she was in it, so he dove in headfirst too. And, you know, he says that the way they broke up was really hurtful. He says that he didn't shed a tear through the entire experience and now he can't even control himself. Then Mirla speaks up and she says that she has been honest with Gil about her lack of instant attraction to him and how their chemistry just took time to grow eventually, you know, but she then goes on to tell him, you made me happy throughout the whole process. There were things, but there were things that happened. She explained that things happened after the show that didn't make her feel loved, but she couldn't give us an example of one of the things that happened that made her feel that way. Couldn't or wouldn't. To me, couldn't. (laughs) Okay. That's the way I saw it. But Dr. Pepper says that this doesn't add up to her because, you know, it wasn't just that one time that they showed from the clip. Again, it was several times that Mirla had done and said, you know, these things about Gil and how wonderful everything was. And that's when Dr. Pepper asked Mirla if her decision to leave Gil was about money. And, you know, if that specifically is what made her flip. She came at her pretty hard. Yeah, she tried to nail her to the cross. Like she owed them answers. It's like, does she really owe you answers? Right. She should be the one asking the questions. You were supposed to be matching her up with yeah, someone, someone equally she... yoked. Yep. But Mirla says that, you know, it was not just about finances or Gil's lack of financial drive that made her want to end things. Like you were saying before, this is when she says that there were things that occurred after decision day where I didn't feel safe with him making financial decisions about our future or for us in the future. So I don't know what he did. I want to know. This is when Pastor Cal goes back to his theory before about Mirla being terrified and making choices based on fear rather than logic. He says that she didn't stay long enough to see what they could build together as a husband and wife as opposed to you know, what each person is bringing individually. You know, he gives the example of himself and his wife when they met. He was broke. And now they have this great life together after a glow up. Yeah. (laughs) Not the same. She married a stranger. You dated your wife. Right. She actually liked you as a person. She picked you. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, the experts point out that things were going great and that Mirla essentially just sabotaged their relationship in the end of it. Uh, Mirla says that ending her marriage was a combination of finances, value, attraction, and chemistry. She says that she wasn't happy 
with Gil and, you know, he deserves to be happy too. He deserves more. And this is when Pastor Cal, you know, kind of ribs her about saying ha being happy, you know, marriage is not about happiness. It's like a, a byproduct. <laughs> I was like, what? And he says that he thinks that she's putting a precedent for failure if she continues to judge relationships by monetary feelings. Then that's when Dr. Pepper adds that Mirla needs to talk about these things with her partner instead of blindsiding somebody. And she says, you know, it's a tragedy for them to end in divorce. Dr. Vivian says that Mirla needs to really recalibrate and figure out if marriage is even for her, period. Since, you know, <laughs> she's so dead set on not wanting to change her ways, maybe she needs to, you know, be doing her own thing then. Yeah, Pastor Cal kind of agrees and says that maybe marriage simply isn't for uh, for Mirla, which is fine. And, you know, he tells Gil, don't let the past determine your future. You're going to be fine. I think they just have a lot of, they have a lot of gall just telling her it's your fault. This marriage isn't working when they set her up with this guy who's not, you know, she asked for someone financially stable. She mm -hmm. asked for someone not bald. She asked for you know, a lot of things and you, you talk to her and you would think that, that you, you would, you would, you would get right off of that just from one interview, how she is. Why would you think this man would work other than he's a positive, he's a positive guy and he, and he speaks Spanish. <laughs> That's what they based it on. Right. Right. <laughs> he speaks Spanish and he's positive and patient. And he works out. He works out because that's going to make a marriage. Totally. But it's her fault. It's her fault. And she's probably never going to get married. <laughs> it's like, that's really also cold. That. <laughs> it's really messed up. Have fun with your purses. That's all you'll ever have. In <laughs> oh, man. Well, then we're done with them till next season. No. Oh, well, the experts, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. The experts. No, no. We still have more Mirla and Gil. Uh, yeah, let's dive into this group scene. Uh, it starts off with the question, who misses filming? And everybody points to Johnny. Johnny misses Shocker. being... I know. Misses doing diary cams and being on, you know, with the crew and whatever. He enjoys, you know, hanging out with everybody. He, uh, Kevin then asks, what are the positive things you can take from this experience? And Zach says, uh, meeting the people, um, you know, the rest of the cast. He's made lifelong friends. Kevin then asks, oh, Kevin then says, this is the first time he shares the stage with Michaela. How's that? And Zach says he's indifferent. <laughs> and he then asks the same with uh, Michaela. She said she's fine. No, I was going to say, I like that Zach gave uh, Kevin that look like, why the hell did you just ask me that shit? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. Kevin, uh, Zach gave a lot of looks as did Gil. Yes. Like they were just both like, why? Why dude? You know the answer. You know the answer. Why are you asking me this? Yeah, they definitely faces were telling it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they bring up social media, which we kind of touched on. Uh Kevin said, um well Kevin asked if anyone's surprised by the reaction on social media. And Ryan speaks up. He says he likes chirping back at the people. He likes poking at the agitators. And they pretty much don't think it's actually him doing it, but it's him. 
Bao then brings up that she's amazed at so many people uh, that are that so many people are concerned about her showering habits. Johnny then is an ass and raises his hands, and Mirla laughs hysterically and grabs his arm. Like, okay, chill out. But Johnny's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin then asks Gil how his DMs are, and Brett says, "Ladies love cool Gil." Gil looks like he's just struggling to be there, right? Just to be present. He's just struggling. Um, But he goes on and he says that his DMs are are full. Obviously, there's lots of women, but there are men too. Not guys trying to hit on him or anything, but them congratulating him on being on the show. And he likes the love. Kevin then asks what the craziest thing in his DMs are. One young lady is a fan. She posts about him every week, like 10 to 12 posts just about Gil. It's a weekly thing. He knows he's going to hear from her on Wednesdays from 8 to 9 p.m. <laughs> she has to live tweet the show. It's not me. I... <laughs> that was uh, interesting. Why would I would just think this person is crazy. I would not want to talk to them. Yeah. Why would you do that? You come off looking like a weirdo. Yeah. I would never want to, I would immediately block you (laughs) if you're just (laughs) posting and put like. It's not cute. No, you're scary. It's scary. Yeah. (laughs) I'm only one town away. I can find you. One flight, (laughs) one flight away. She's ready to drop everything and go to him. Yikes. Um, Hope you're listening. Uh, Kevin then asks about, uh, asked Rosé about people questioning his sexuality. Like he says it in a coy way. I didn't write it down. Did you write it down? They ask him about his type and if he wants to straighten anything out (laughs) specifically. Yes. Um, So Jose just says that he thinks it's funny. Uh, people think he's on the wrong show. He doesn't get it. He's happy in this marriage. She just laughs it off. It's not a big deal. But Kayla then says that she doesn't understand either because she has a good gaydar and it, it doesn't go off with him. It's like, thank you, Michaela. But even when they were asking him, they cut to a shot of like her and Mirla giggling to each other, which I was like, okay, that's weird. Hmm, that is weird. Because we yeah, we have theor- we have theorized not about Jose's sexuality, but that sexually the chemistry's not amazing. I I don't see it being amazing. No, all I can think about is a leprechaun. That's <laughs> 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 all I see in my head. Yeah, so maybe that's what they're laughing about. Because I am a hundred percent sure that when they were broken up, Rachel was just dogging on him. Uh, to Mirla and that's why they're giggling like this guy sucks <laughs> I don't know maybe I'm wrong maybe he's very thorough <laughs> I don't like that either uh, anyway. that's not a descriptor I mean. <laughs> it's like first we're going to have fork play and then we're going to do this and then <laughs> hell no dog no, no, He's have no. A checklist. He's gonna check it all off. Oh, <laughs> that's some trash. <laughs> Let's move on. 
Kevin then asked about the volleyball. So during the season, we saw a volleyball game going on with all the couples on one team. Zach, Mirla, and Johnny and Brett were on one team and they kicked everybody's ass. So they thought they would sign up for a volleyball team. And Johnny signed them up. Mirla says, oh, what was our team name? And Johnny says, premarital sets that he came up with. That's pretty good. I roll. <laughs> Kevin asks, who's been traveling and hanging out together? Rachel pipes up and she's like, oh, we went to Chicago. But Mirla interrupts and says, first, we went to Cancun together. And you see Rachel's face like, oh, okay. Like, I forgot about that. Uh, Johnny says, that sounds weird. Everyone is laughing and Gil is just there stewing and in pain. So bad for him. Johnny said that he went for a wedding and she went for with a coworker for her birthday and they met up saying it just happened to be the same time and same place. Kevin asked Mirla if her and Johnny are just BFFs and she nods and Johnny shrugs and everybody's like, what? And Gil is crying. I missed this. I missed this the first time I watched it. The second time I watched it, I saw actual tears coming out of his eyes and everyone is just laughing. No one is sticking up for him. No one is jumping in to defend him or say, y'all, this is not cool. It's just terrible. Yeah. So no one intervenes or says anything as Gil is crying. At that, I thought he wasn't crying at that point. I thought at that point he just had like dagger eyes. And then later when they showed him, they do the tight. Was, yes. That's where I saw it. I wrote it down right here. So I'm, I'm pretty sure this is it. Cause he had one single tear come down and I just felt so bad for him. Johnny says that he gets Marilla and she gets him. He talks her down when she's being too much. And Marilla says, well, he doesn't do that. We just have a good time and we're besties. Kevin asks Gil what he thinks about this. And he says he doesn't think anything of it. No comments. Going back a little bit, when they were talking mm -hmm. about um, whether or not they're just BFFs and, you know, Johnny kind of shrugs and Mirla giggles and whatever. And she's like, we're going to have to have a conversation about that after this, Johnny, mm -hmm. like entertaining it. And that's yeah. when they show Gil with the dagger eyes. And then yeah. once he says that, they do that tight shot of his face with the tears. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Kevin what do you think twists the knife further uh -huh. and is like... Are, are these are these two smashing? What are your thoughts? It grosses me out. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a that's not an answer. Yes or no? Are they smashing? They might have tried it one time. Just, <laughs> they had a drunken kiss in Cancun. Maybe. I can we've, see that. We can we've seen, you know, Mirla. Because that a good picture time. That picture of them all cozy in Cancun mm -hmm. for someone who is not touchy feely when they first start a something with their partner, she's yeah. she's very touchy feely with him. Mm -hmm. We saw it throughout Unfiltered. We saw it. Also, so, this reunion now that they're sitting next to each other, she's mm -hmm. constantly touching his arm or touching his leg. She wouldn't do that with Ryan or Zach. She's known them the same amount of time. Right. So that's an indicator because she has said herself she is not touchy feely with people she doesn't know or with uh, when just starting a relationship. So that tells me that they are There's in something. a relationship. There is something there. Because even on the next episode, they're so cringy. Are they? Like, oh, I you even saw it. in they showed in the preview like 
they're like having a pool day and she's like she's in a bikini of course and she's like oh johnny spray me with uh, the sunscreen and she's like all tits in his face like it's a lot and i'm like okay is is this them hamming it up or is something actually going on it could be both because you know they both love the camera that's true for someone who's such an introvert she does like the attention kevin at this point brings up to jose the incident where rachel calls him johnny he asked him did he realize that he was she was just listing off the cast members so did she just not even call him johnny she was just going you know brett johnny oh i'm sorry jose you know riot was she just listing people off and he got pissed i don't know this changes the narrative again (laughs) it was already a stupid fight but if that was what was happening it's even worse for all that it snowballed into. Yeah. Cause that was the original catalyst for the whole <laughs> lockout gate and all yes, that shit. Yes. He says, no, he didn't realize that it was a slip of the tongue. He asks Kevin asks Jose if he trusts Rachel and he says, yes. Kevin then asked the group if Jose has grown from that incident. Ryan says, Absolutely. Brett says she knows this because of Rachel. If he didn't learn from that experience, she wouldn't be sitting next to him holding his hand or any of that. Ryan said that they hang out a lot. Um, He would, in the past, ask Jose for something, like to go out or do something. And he would say, yeah, I'll get Rachel to to do it. And now he says, I'll have to ask Rachel if she, she wants to go. So that speaks volumes, I guess, to Ryan. That's ridiculous. (laughs) now that she has her own agency now i know that jose's changed so dumb she's not bound to him um at this point kevin brings up the couple's retreat michaela curses she's like god dang uh you didn't think you was not go you didn't think you were gonna get away from this (laughs) did you they show the hurricane k clip but like in sped up like they sped it up like she was superwoman not only flipping shit over but going fast (laughs) zach is laughing throughout this whole clip and brett is nudging ryan the whole time which i thought was really funny hey hey, look that's you you're on the screen (laughs) you remember this do you remember that oh man kevin asked michaela her thoughts on the incident she says it's really a mirror She's not proud, but she can look back and laugh and say it's not okay. She needs to learn how to calm down. She has fear and stress and anxiety. Her knocking all that stuff over is her panicking. When he's leaving, her mind goes straight to her dad. You know, he was also mad and driving and he got hit by a drunk driver. She just wanted him to wait. She gets emotional every time she sees that clip. And Zach doesn't care. He doesn't regret it. To this day, he probably doesn't regret it. It's hurtful, it's mean, and it's vindictive. And uh, Zach is making a face. He says he's a grown man. He knew what he was doing. He's not dumb. She wants to rationalize it, saying that it was him driving off that made her do what she did. But he did that for him. He was done, and he wanted to leave, so he left. Michaela says she told him about how she was feeling and he didn't acknowledge those feelings whatsoever. He didn't give a fuck. He doesn't care. He's never cared about her. Zach says that he was sorry that he hurt her 
And Michaela interrupts him, saying, he don't mean that shit. Shut up. <laughs> Kevin intervenes and says, aren't you going to let him answer? He's trying to apologize. And she's like, why? He lies a lot. And she makes this stupid face like a child. Right? It was so childish when she said that. This is category one. <laughs> swirling. Kevin continues like, let him apologize. Go on, Zach. Zach does a boss move. He's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> no comment. You don't want to finish what you're saying? Nope. Sure don't. Michaela says, see, anyone who wants to apologize for their actions or is going to do, uh, going to say that, uh, say they're sorry regardless. And Kevin is still kind of stirring the pot. He's like, he was trying to apologize to you. And Michaela's dismissing that. She doesn't think so whatsoever. And at this point, Kevin says, all he wants is for everyone to heal. Zach, are you sure you don't want to say anything? Zach's like, he's done. (laughs) It's like, I don't know why Kevin thinks that him, if he keeps asking the same question that it's going to happen, it's not. (laughs) And then we get the Gil walkout scene. Kevin asks, um, you know, everybody single? Who do you think would be better suited with each other? At this point, Gil gets up and he leaves. Michaela goes after him, which I thought was interesting. I didn't know they were that cool. She gives him a big old hug. Yeah, he says he's not feeling too good right now. Mm-hmm. When he's gone and they go back to the rest of the cast, Johnny says, well, I don't think he liked that question, Kevin. And Rachel tells him to back off, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. And Merely just has a smirk on her face. Mm-hmm. In the back, Gil says he's done. He told himself that he was going to be a positive and optimistic guy and bring joy and smiles to people. But today his energy is crappy and it's negative. In the other room, Ryan tries to keep the interview going. Brett says they can't move on without those two. In the back, Gil is continuing to talk to Michaela, um, saying that people are so nonchalant about the process because they know they can just get divorced. He didn't go into this process no, you know, thinking he was just going to get a divorce if it didn't work out. He wanted a spouse. He wanted a monogamous, monogamous relationship. He wanted to build a life together. And what they're doing right there is not conducive. It's pissing him off and he can't be there. Michaela is crying for some reason. Wasn't sure. Some deep empathy, I guess. She says it hurts. It really does. Uh, when they go back to the rest of the cast, Mirla says that Jose and Rachel would still stay together. Johnny jokes that if things don't work out, that he'll be there for Rachel. Uh, Mirla laughs, of course, because she thinks everything Johnny says is so funny. The producer uh, asks if they're going to go back. Both Michaela and Gil say, nope, they're done. Kevin then tells the rest of the cast that they're gone. They then show kind of a highlight reel of the good times the cast has. And everybody's, you know, going on, laughing and kind of watching themselves have a good time and that's it yep that's it then they give us a little sneak peek into next season Mm -hmm. which they hit all the faces of the people matched but then released the photos (laughs) it's like what why would you hide the faces when we know who who's on it already so dumb in case it leaked or something i don't get these people thoughts on the season this was a giant waste of time 
everybody <laughs> broke up. What was the point? Pretty Besides bad. Besides making a grown man cry. Right? Mm. Poor Gil. He gonna I bounce hope. back, though. Oh, yeah. Um, he has the most social clout. I think he's going to parlay this into something good for himself that's not poop tea. Um, yeah, I think he'll be all right. Who else do you think is going to parlay this into something more? Probably jo- Johnny's probably going to try since, you know, we know he's Mr. In front of the camera. Mm-hmm. We'll and he loves him some money. Yep. Yeah, him and Mirla will do something. Yeah. Um, Michaela, mm, I don't know if you're going to be getting in more listings from this. <laughs> <laughs> well, she didn't have any beforehand either. That is also true. I want to know what her actual job is. I do too, because she just got a house. Oh, well, Did she? See. Yeah, it's oh, in okay. there. Next time. Well, that, and she was supposedly on, well, upset on... about her job, remember? And broke the mm-hmm. window. Because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. normal. When I have a bad day at work, I break windows. In my own um, car. <laughs> but anyway that's the show it was a whirlwind uh next week we will cover where are they now and then we'll figure it out after that uh but stay connected to us we are on social media we have a facebook group just search cheese mcqueens we'll have the link in the show notes you can also find us on instagram at cheese mcqueens podcast and on twitter uh at cheese mcqueens Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, Give us five stars so people can find us when they are looking for a a good recap of the show. Uh, We are definitely going to cover uh, season 14. So just make sure to still stay connected with us. Igby, anything else? Mm, Nah. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, then we'll see you next time. Um, That's it. Bye. See ya. Thanks.